Hey, hey y'all, hey y'all. I'm Soph. And I'm Nat. And, and we're, we're the, the Travel Brats. Brats. Welcome to our podcast. We've been putting the brat in travel. Since 2020. And we're just getting started. From hidden gems to world-class travel. We've been sharing hot and not destinations from a bird's eye view and a party, party of, of two. two. So what's on the itinerary today? Now that we've talked about places that you've been, which I spent a while on because I just love to hear people's experiences and like all the places they've been, but where would you like to go and what would you like to see? Yeah, this this is like such a difficult question. It's like, what's your favorite song? People are like, I I don't know. What's the genre? You know, I mean, (laughs) I don't have like a favorite song. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you where I would like to be. So I'm going to give you like three just because I'm trying to limit myself. That's perfect. So I would like to go to Brazil. Mm -hmm. That's one place. There is Bali. Mm -hmm. The third one, oh my gosh, I can't choose the third one. (laughs) You you told me three that you have to choose from these three. The Maldives, South Africa, and Peru. Yeah. uh, No. There's also... (laughs) You're like, no, I can't. Sorry, I can't. <laughs> I can't. And I wanna I also wanna add Morocco right there. I also I do wanna go to Peru. Peru it's that it's been there on my I will go with Peru. Peru because I watched some documentaries about Peru and I'm like, I have to go there. Oh, it's yeah. My my dad actually went there this year and like the Inca Trail, Machu Picchu, I just it's so cool. Like I wanna go there and like I don't need to go there because I don't need to get any more clothes, but I want to get all these alpaca scarves and like sweaters and i'm like i want to go yes. find all that there they're so cute the alpacas they're so cute they're so cute i know those they're people so that cute. have like pet alpacas i'm i'm just kind of like Wah. that's so random but i kind of want to be this person but you know i don't I want know, the responsibility right? but yeah it's so they're cute so cute the alpacas are sick i actually i went to, to a farm to see alpacas honestly like they're so adorable they're so yeah. adorable yeah oh. Oh, and then, you know, I, I imagine in Brazil, you'd want to go to like Sao Paulo, you'd want to see the beach and some of the cities. I mean, Brazil's just massive, but I didn't think you wanted to go like venturing through the rainforest or anything, unless you were like, yeah, no, I'm not that <laughs> right uh, on. I mean, no, that uh, I'm not ready for that. But Brazil, yeah, it's, it's been there for a while. I think people have a different, an idea about Brazil, which I don't think it's close to reality. And I want to go there to, to find that and i'm pretty sure brazil has a lot of things to offer i watch documentaries about brazil as well and that's what caught my interest like i do want to go i yeah. really want to go and see yeah well also if you're talking about how much you like the mexican people i imagine that the brazilian culture is is along the similar line just friendly the food is good they just love like they like people and they like parties and they like fun yeah. fun culture um for men and women to visit mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then Gosh, Morocco and Bali. I, I would love to visit Morocco and Bali. Morocco would be like crazy. I think that would be really cool. Morocco, yes. You know what? And I, I think I watched so many documentaries that that's what I <laughs> I love this. Where do you are are you like a Netflix documentary or like the history channel or like just everything? I watch uh, you know uh, somebody feeds a field. And he goes like in different countries and he eats their cuisine. That's uh-huh. what I get my ideas from. Oh, that's that's what, yeah, that would be the best way to do it. Because I'm all about, we joke, um, my, my partner, Natalie and I, we joke that 
And every single episode, I'm always like, now it's time for my segment. It's time for the food. Because <laughs> all I want to do is like eat my way through the world. <laughs> but, um, and then, okay, Maldives, this is the place where I wanted to go for our honeymoon. And it just was like so far away and so expensive. And I'm like, for, and we ended up going to Mexico because I was like, for the amount that it's going to cost to get to the Maldives, like we could go yeah. all out in Mexico <laughs> and stay a lot longer and do a lot more fun stuff. But I do at some point in my life, maybe in like, the next like 20 years <laughs> go to the Maldives which I've got time but <laughs> yeah Maldives um yeah apparently like you land in the island through an helicopter is that is that is that the truth like you that's what I heard I well I yeah I mean I think you can I know they have flights but I don't know like where the airport is how many exactly. there are I don't know yeah I don't I'd have to figure all the logistics out but it is definitely like way out there and there's yeah. not much around so <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah it may be that kind of thing where it's like also a place you go once i think so too also because it's like a break your bank and then once you've done it you've done it like take a lot of pictures because <laughs> we're not spending this much money ever again okay bye-bye yeah, that's it that's it so, and then south africa oh yeah great one i want to go like all over africa i do starting in the north but i'm kind of scared to go to the north right now but south africa would be incredible i really want to go on a safari have you been on a that's, safari no that's why i want to go i want to go to a safari and yeah. see i also feel like south africa is like underrated i don't know it's like you don't it's like it's not a popular destination as much as in it's like mexico italy or europe you know like it's like mm -hmm. underrated well and i think what's cool is you kind of know like because you're from underrated places I feel like you like have found underrated places. That, I mean, everybody knows like the Maldives, but like I think Bali is something that's becoming a lot more popular. Morocco, yeah. like yeah. South Africa, everybody, there's a lot of people that do go to Brazil, but like these are all, a lot of these are underrated places that people don't think of. And it's like, these would be incredible vacations for everything, the food, the history, the culture. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, no, I, I love it. And, uh, and, and when you've traveled as much as you have, uh, you probably have to get creative, you know, <laughs> you're like, I gotta go somewhere else. I've been all over Italy. I lived there. Okay. <laughs> like everybody's always like, go in Italy, go in Italy. And you're like, yeah, been there, done that, lived there for nine years. Okay. Like, <laughs> I'm a, I'm, I'm a native kind of, <laughs> yeah. and then what are like your hobbies? Because you're just such an, Umi, you're such an interesting person. So like, what do you do in your free time? You know, I do so many things that the list, uh, the, the, the episode is not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You're like me. I, I, it's like my husband always says you're doing like a million things at once, but you're never doing anything. And I'm like, that is me. <laughs> That's how I feel sometimes. Like I'm doing 17 million things, but I also feel like I'm not doing enough or I'm not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I'm like, oh, squirrel, <laughs> squirrel. Oh, I want to clone myself and work 50 different jobs and have... 30,000 different hobbies and, and multiply myself and go to all these different places and take all these different people with me and daily struggle. <laughs> That's how I feel. I feel like 24 hours is not enough anymore. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. Well, talk a little bit about, um, I'll narrow it down for you. Talk a little bit about like your blogging, YouTubing, and like the fact that you're a self-published author. Cause that's super. Yes. So I, I do have a blog and I have a YouTube channel. And uh, basically, my blog is just me writing articles about tips um, about different things like public speaking, career. Like, I just focus on the things that I do and I try to write them down so people can use them. And the same thing with YouTube, I uh, talk a lot about uh, the um, 
my CFA designation that I completed in finance. I also talk about languages. I have language coaches who come to my channel and I interview them. So I do those like as a hobby, but I do very much enjoy them. Like these are very much my passion. And then I did write a book, which is which I have self-published on uh, Amazon. And basically I talk a little bit about what we just talked about a little bit at the beginning, which is about um, me being a third culture kid. So everything that I do is just for, for fun, for, for passion, and it's very fulfilling. It's very fulfilling because, you know, so often we do something because we get paid for it, but I think you get a lot more satisfaction and benefit when there's no money associated to it because it just comes from your heart. That's awesome. Wow. I think it's awesome you've written a book. And I think with the third culture kid, that's a really neat, like, I would, I would love to read that because, you know, I'm not as cool as you, but sometimes I feel like I'm a two culture kid. Maybe not, maybe not a three, <laughs> but I, I think that's really great. And I think more people should, you know, write about their experiences. And then you are a huge advocate of women's empowerment. So talk a little bit about like women in leadership and the Victoria chapter. Yes. So I live in Montreal. I'm just going to make it clear that I live in Montreal, but I do volunteer for, um, for an organization called Women in Leadership, which has different uh, chapters within Canada. And the chapter I volunteer for, it's in Victoria, which is in another province within Canada. And I volunteer as uh, the social media lead. So basically what we do as an organization, we try to promote more and more women in leadership positions. And so we have workshop, we have webinars, we have in-person events, we have public speaking coaches coming, we have career coaches incoming, where we basically try to educate and empower women in the community to just, you know, be an advocate for themselves in these different aspects of their life. So I try to promote the events on our social media page. I also have some Instagram lives with various people. So we talk about like challenges with working in a workplace, which is very male dominated. We talk about how can you be, uh, how can you leverage the power of LinkedIn? So we talk, touch about different, these different things. And we just had one recently, which was about public speaking when we had a coach coming in and she was just telling the participants like this is these are some of the tips and tactics to use public speaking and how you can use your voice to make a change uh so that's what i do uh that's a very big part of uh like of the things that i do and i also mentor uh which is separate from women in leadership i do it for other organization and i mentor young talents uh, who want to work and study in finance oh that's so cool so <laughs> you from the drift I'm getting, you love anything that's high intensity. You love learning. Um, you're just passionate about giving back. You are, you know, your life has been full of culture. So I imagine you meet a lot of women from different walks of life, from different cultures. And again, that's kind of what we talked about at the beginning. It's because you are a, you know, third culture kid. It probably helps you a lot to connect with so many people. And the other thing I, I know that you mentioned is that Toastmasters. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big passionate of um, Toastmasters and public speaking. So Toastmasters is a nonprofit, nonprofit organization that basically focuses on helping you to improve your public speaking skills and leadership skills. And I've been proud of it for the past uh, five years, I think, already, where basically we meet on a regular basis once a week for an hour and we basically like um, do speeches or we do mini speeches. So we work on our prepared speeches. We also work on our, on our impromptu speeches. And then we also get evaluate, evaluated by the people, um, the members of the club. So that's how we learn and grow. 
But there is so much misconception about it because people think that it's all about public speaking, but it's not. It's about leadership. It's about active listening. It's about critical thinking. It's about networking. So there's a lot more benefit to it that uh, people are not aware of. And you can also put it on your resume because, you know, employers know, oh, yeah, she's part of those masters. You know, it, it just shows that you're willing to invest in yourself. So I feel like it's a great uh, an opportunity. And, you, and also, like, another thing with Toastmasters is that once you become a very good speaker, you can also do competition, like, at the area level. You can also compete at an international level. Like, it gives you so much recognition and exposure that it's immense. That's so neat. Yeah, I think that's such a good point because there's so much more to public speaking. It is this active learning and having questions and connecting with people. So that's so cool you do that. I mean, I love I loved TED Talks too. And I mm-hmm. saw that you wanted to deliver a TED Talk. <laughs> I do. I, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm going to I'm gonna try to manifest it. I'm going to deliver one as soon as possible. <laughs> well, well, what, I mean, just curious, because I don't know if you've really thought specifically on the topic, but it, would it be about have, being a multiple culture kid or... <sighs> You know what? That was my initial idea, but I have to make it in a way that is actually spreading an idea because TED Talk is just about spreading unique ideas, right? And I feel like mm-hmm. I've watched a few TED Talks which talk about this and I could relate to it, mm-hmm. but I'm like, what is it, that thing that I'm bringing that he's not bringing, you know? So I, I have to like still reflect a little bit on it. The process of getting to do a TED Talk is pretty long like yeah. it's long it's like if you get selected you're lucky if you get selected so i don't know i have to find a way to like <laughs> make myself out there and that's funny like me yeah no that's you're right because when i was in um college at uh florida gulf coast and i was president of, of a club called um it's like a club organization called the collegiate entrepreneurs organization and we were trying to bring a ted talk to our university and it was like so much paperwork and we just i before i graduated we didn't we just didn't have the time because we were you know credits and the club and all these other things i played college tennis so yeah it was like wow okay mm-hmm. i didn't realize what a steep hill this was to climb mm-hmm. but i hope somebody does it um but that's really cool and then the other two things i thought were really neat and this is kind of segueing into fun facts because i want our travel brats to get to know you a little better and by the way travel brats we will link the um book that Yermi's written so you can see it and read it. And I have a quick question for you. Have you ever done the audio version of it? Because I know that's so popular now and people listen to podcasts. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk later. But because I we do do, I know a lot of people, including myself, that do audiobook production. But anyway, that's really neat, guys. We'll link it and you guys can shop it, check it out, gift it to friends if you relate well, or if you just want to know more about third culture kids and multiple culture kids. And then um I did see that would this would make total sense because you and I we're foodies. I know it. Um, but you love you love baking and cooking. Um, when I get the inspiration, yes. Okay, so you love that too. That is like so cool. Um, I'm trying to get more into that. I'm not great at cooking, but I really want to be great at cooking. And then um, because you've written a book, and obviously you love reading, learning. You read twelve books a year. Is that kind of your goal? I am, yeah, usually that's, that's my goal. I'd like, I read once per month, basically, but I think it goes, it, it does go a bit above that, I think. And what, like, what do you read? You know? I read a lot of book, books about self-development mm-hmm. and self-investing. I also read a lot of fiction, but with fiction, I like more thriller and mystery. Me too. And now I'm reading the book of uh, Britney Spears. 
Oh yeah, that I I imagine. How is that? It's probably pretty interesting. Yeah, it's good. I love it. I I'm a big fan of Britney. So, who's yeah. your favorite um mer mystery? You know, cold case. Like I like Michael Connelly. I, I don't know if you. Uh, I think I, I I think I know him. Uh, what's his popular book? He's got so many. Um, what's what is one of his better well known books? Mm, I think my favorite out of all of them would have to be resurrection walk yeah i think resurrection walk but he's got like desert star the dark hours the law of innocence fair warning um so many i mean he's got like tons of books so if you're if you that's kind of what you like he's you'll love his genre so i read the book uh, the guest list yeah the silent patient Mm -hmm. uh, I very much enjoyed the book of Colin Hoover, although she doesn't write too, too many mysteries. Like she's very pop like her books are good. She's she good. Writes, she's good though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, and and on that note, um, what other things do, do you just like? Like foods or just like activities? I do very much enjoy uh boxing. <laughs> oh, no way. That's awesome. That's such a cool, like, fun fact. I would never have guessed that off the first bat. Because, you know, I'm so lame. I'm like, oh, girls, do they box? But my little sister um, is really into Taekwondo. And I okay. never thought we'd get into that. But it's awesome. So Yeah, don't worry. I never thought I would have gotten into boxing, but I actually <laughs> did. So <laughs> That's awesome, though. And do you, do you do it for exercise? Or how often do you do it? So, and I stopped for now because of... I know it's not a good excuse, but it's because of the winter. Like I'm not going to the gym for now, but I did it for three months. And I, I usually try to do it as much as I can during the summer because it's easier also like to go there, to change, to come back home and so forth. Mm -hmm. uh, but I used to do it once um, a week. Oh, cool. For an hour. The, my goal, it wasn't, it was never to lose uh, weight or anything. It's because of the, of how I feel after the workout. Like I feel very much stronger. That's how I feel. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but it does give me that boost that I don't get with other workouts. No, I, I love that you said that because like, I've always worked out because of the athletic background, like playing college tennis. Um, my husband and I, we don't just like go to the gym to like mm -hmm. do specific workouts to look good. Cause again, like mm -hmm. I'm not the tonest person on the planet. I love feeling good more than looking right. like I love feeling strong. And so our workouts are more like um, high intensity circus mm -hmm. hit workouts. It's not just like, oh, I want to have a skinny waist and skinny legs and, yeah. a, and you know, I, or tone this. I like, I just, we love like high intensity, like you like, and just feeling like when you pick up a box or when you like move to a different, you know, apartment or whatever, you feel like good and strong and like young and healthy. So mm -hmm. I, I love how you mentioned that because that is kind of something a lot of people don't focus on because yeah. our world now is so much about looks where I'm like, man, yeah. I just love to keep up my workout because I love to feel fit, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then, well, speaking of the opposite of feeling fit, no, I'm just kidding. Chocolate actually does help depending on what kind of chocolate <laughs> to like satisfy speak. I don't know if you're a dark chocolate girl or like a milk chocolate or- um, Milk chocolate. Okay, okay. Well, it's not- as healthy as dark chocolate, but I like I, chocolate. you know, sometimes even I have I have white chocolate which I don't which I don't think is good, but it's good. <laughs> it's do, good do for you, me. I was gonna say, do you like the way it tastes? Because for some reason I could never get like into it. I just don't it's like so the way good. it tastes. It's oh, you so like, you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you're, you're losing it. <laughs> and then on the same note or a similar note, it goes well with chocolate, coffee. You're a huge coffee girl. I am. I am. 
You like dark roast, light roast, medium roast? What do you like? I, I, okay, so if we go with that type of coffee, the Americano, that's how they, we call it. It's um, medium roast. But I do like to drink uh, like espresso. Like I oh, make yeah. it with that in the Italian, like a uh, coffee machine. I don't know how it's called in English. Co co that coffee machine. Oh, like a, on the I know, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't put my my finger on the word. But yeah, I'm you're like, oh, you American light roast, dark roast. I like cappuccinos. So I, I, you're cultured. I should have asked you the cultured question about coffee. Not So do you like it light, dark, medium? Do you go to Starbucks? Do they have that in Canada? I'm just kidding. They've taken over the world. But I love, I don't know if you like this, because maybe especially when it's freezing outside like it is now for you you probably make coffee a lot at home but i love hole in the wall coffee shops which one <laughs> oh, oh they're called okay so in america we call them <laughs> hole in the wall like as in just like local coffee shops oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like i'm sure they have a ton in canada yeah and all yeah. over i mean i guess the best coffee i've ever had is in italy but i do like in i don't know if you've been to miami but i do like like cuban coffee too I think Cuban no, coffee is really good. I yeah, never you would tried like it. If you're cultured, you it. are. You would like it. <laughs> so when when my sister travels, one thing that I do ask her is to get me coffee from each places that she has been. So I have Turkish coffee at home. I have Vietnamese coffee at home. I have Portuguese coffee at home. Yeah, these are some of the ones that I have. Like every place that she she goes to, I'm like, you, I just need you to get me the coffee from the place and I'm good. I even got, got coffee from Mexico when I went and from Punta Cana when I went there. Oh, that's cool. Actually, you'll like this because you do want to go to South Africa. My husband's parents, they do this thing called the Freedom and Virtue Institute where they work with underprivileged kids in different areas of the United States. And they also do a lot of work in Africa. They have a huge segment in Africa teaching kids how to start companies and like mm -hmm. use their skills to create products that they can sell and, you know, provide for themselves and provide for their families. So I think what they do is really neat, but there's a guy, Joe, and he is the bomb. He, he visits them a lot from Africa and he brings, like he brought African coffee, like a bunch of African coffee. Oh. And yeah, so our whole thing was like, sit down. Do you want some African coffee? Would you like some African coffee? <laughs> We just kept like African coffee, African coffee, African coffee. <laughs> but um, it actually was pretty good. It wasn't if, when someone's like, do you want some coffee? The first thing I wouldn't think of was I want African coffee, but it was Ooh. really good. And it right. was like really strong. So if you like strong stuff, not for, I wouldn't say it's for every day, but if you're like really wanting to like dive in, it's it's pretty, pretty neat. So anyway, but you also I love this. You watch Korean dramas. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes yeah sometimes they do it's so odd it's so odd like out of nowhere i'm doing this well it's funny you say that because it's not super foreign again my little sister i keep bringing her up because she's funny she loves watching chinese soap operas and i love watching i used to love watching with my dad um like mexican soap operas and they're so dramatic and they all look I so know. like glamorous I and they're know. like adios mio and you're like oh yes, my gosh <laughs> yes i love so i know i never watched uh and I'm like a Mexican soap opera, but the closest thing it was Jane the Virgin. Okay, I've heard that show was hilarious. I've never seen it. Yes, it was so good because it's a like it's a I don't remember enough from which country they were, but it was a like a, a Latina family. It was it was so good. Honestly, it was such a good show, and I feel like it brought that aspect of the Latin culture. It was yeah. really nice. It was really nice. Yeah. Oh, cool. I've heard it's like hilarious, but like really sweet. Yeah. Yes. Like, main character is really sweet. Yes. Oh, that's cool. And then on the movie side, you like Bollywood movies? 
I do watch uh, Bollywood movies as long as they're not cheesy romantic stories. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I feel like I'm not a great person to talk about Bollywood movies with because the only one I've seen is like the one everybody's seen, Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, but that's I, not representative of uh, any of the movies that they okay, produce. It's not? Oh, okay. Is it like, it's like mm, bad? It's, it's no, no, good. no. Uh, no, I think Slumdog Millionaire is a great movie, but a lot of the movies in Bollywood, okay, back in the days, it was a lot more about love stories. And there is always, like, they have songs musicals people dancing are like if they fall in love you see a song starting out of nowhere mm -hmm. and uh, now they are changing a little bit of the theme i think some of the Bollywood movies are becoming a little bit more westernized and more americanized i think they also copy a little bit from hollywood but i do like the some are changing the theme and it's not just about love stories it's also about important themes you know we have a joke about that here where like hallmark does all like the cheesy it's like if you took a nicholas sparks novel and you made it even more cornier um because i'm not this isn't like a stab at nicholas sparks like i know that like millions of women read and i guess probably a lot of men too read his novels but like the only one i think is like decent is is not your job that's the worst one is um the notebook and uh like that's the least cheesy one i think that one is good but um yeah right they made it into a great movie because they had great actors uh -huh. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Ryan Gosling. I think Rachel McAdams is one of the prettiest yeah. women in the world. But um, that and then I, I don't know. If, I just do love a good dance scene. So I feel like the Bollywood movies, I would love the dancing in them. And if I was a little kid watching them, I'd be like dancing. Yeah, the, all they do is just dance, dance and sing, dance and sing. <laughs> well, I feel like it's created like this stigma where people are like, oh, like all those people over there just like they dance all the time. It's true, it's like, no, that's not. But Bollywood, it's like Hollywood creates this picture of the United States that's not real. <laughs> so Bollywood, it's like all oh, the Indians, they're just always dancing. It's like, no, they're not. But I do. I, I don't know. You've been to an Indian wedding? I've been to a, have I been to an Indian? Oh, my gosh, I don't remember. <laughs> but was it? I know I've been to a lot of Bengali weddings. I've been to Pakistani weddings. Indian weddings probably have been. I did. Oh, yeah, I did. What am I saying? I did. Oh, even there. But just, yeah, I'm just curious. They, just dance. I, they dance. Yeah, they seem, that seems so fun. Like, that's yes. on my bucket list is hopefully it, I have a friend, an Indian friend that invites me to their wedding at some point in my life and I get to dance. Yeah, it's a very nice experience. If you have not been to one, I think it's definitely one thing to do. It's a nice experience. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And then um, talk a little bit about your language experience because you speak quite a few languages. <laughs> yes, um, I speak um, Italian, I speak Bengali, I speak English, I speak French, and a little bit of Spanish, which is what I'm working on. I'm trying to like be able to speak it fluently. Do you think that because you've lived in multiple places, or do you just feel like you have a gift for learning language? Because that is like, most people don't ever get bilingual in their lifetime. I think it was, it was both. Yeah, it was both because I live in different places. I was born with two extra languages. So I think that it was a little bit of both. That's so cool. That's I think that's something that more people need to to learn is languages and schools need to do a better job, especially I don't know how Canada is or like over over on Europe. But I think that the United States doesn't do a great job teaching kids a second language. I know they have classes, but like, you know, I, my dad is from Mexico and I don't speak great Spanish. Like I can understand a lot of it, but he kind of used us to learn English. 
Like he practiced his English with us and never really spoke Spanish. And so that's like one of my biggest childhood regrets is not speaking fluent Spanish with our dad so that we could just, you know, totally speak fluent Spanish with anybody anywhere. Um, so I think that's so cool. I, I think that's amazing that you can speak four languages and you're you're learning your Spanish. And then what is, I know you do so many different things and you're like a traveling wizard and you're involved in the mentoring and the speaking and the Victoria chapter and just you're a force of nature in finance. But what is kind of like you're just like end goal or golden life or anything you want to leave our travel brats with. And it can be funny. Oh my gosh. Oh <laughs> that's my a serious God. question, <laughs> but give your best, give your best shot. You know, that saying like, um, work to leave and live to work. Mm -hmm. And, um, cause I, every time I go on vacation <laughs> and I come back, I want to, I want to leave already and go to another vacation. I think uh, it's important that uh, like we're, yes, we're working, but we're working to live our life to the, to the best of our potential. So my message would be just to use the time that you have now to travel as much as you can. And I'm saying this because I think there is, a, there is this idea that, ah, yeah, I'm going to do it when I retire. No, you're not doing anything when you retire. You're doing it right now. And so leave them present fully by traveling now. And you're not leaving to work. You're working yeah. because you want to live your life as much as you want. Oh, I love that. Because with someone with just your background and like your expertise and all the things you're doing, I would expect it. Honestly, I would have expected you to say, I live to work. But you love your work so much that I feel like a big part of that too is you living. You know, all the, you know, community work you do. And, and that's just... That's so neat. And you make travel also into part of your career. Yes. Yeah. And that's what we love because we're the travel rats and we love making travel part of our career. So Urmi, thank you so much. This was just so insightful and I learned so much and the travel brats are going to love it. And um, guys, you know where you can find Urmi. She's on Instagram. She's on YouTube. She's written her book. We'll link her book. And we're also going to come out with a blog and you guys can read that, share it around, share it with your friends. If you're looking for mentorship and you want to get better in public speaking or anything we talked about, reach out to her. She loves working with <laughs> all kinds of people. So especially young women aspiring to meet their career goals. So thank you again, Ermi and Merry thank Christmas you. guys. Happy holidays, happy new year. And we hope to see you next Tuesday. Yeah. See ya. Hey there. Are you looking to sell your home the for sale by owner way? Then check out Listella. Listella is an online real estate platform where you can directly buy and sell homes with no negotiations and no commission. Sellers save the 6% they would typically pay an agent, and buyers can find and buy a home in as little as 14 days. The best part? If you're a Travel Brats listener and you list your home on Listella, you'll get 20% off the listing fee with code TRAVEL. That's capital T-R-A-V-E-L. Check them out at listella.com or download the Listella app today. Looking for the cutest new travel pieces for your adventure wardrobe? Then shop Best Dressed. From gorgeous sundresses to adorable bikinis and cozy sweaters, Best Dressed has the perfect travel pieces for any vacation destination. Check them out at shopbestdressed.com and use code TRAVELBRAT20 for 20% off the entire store.